Lucky. Uh, welcome to Behind the Arc. I am Simon Besnoy, and with me is my co-host, Daniel Hammer. Hammer, how are you today? I'm good. I'm good. How are you, Simon? I'm doing great, as good as you can on a Wednesday. Um, Absolutely. But, I mean, we play Arkansas tonight. I'm getting stressed about that game. Uh, we will talk about that game in this episode. I think right now, let's kick it off or tip it off on the show. We're going to first talk about a little bit about Kentucky, and then we're going to move on to Arkansas. So if you would like to kick that off, you can go ahead. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think I, just like everybody else, was very much um, kind of in shock a little bit. Not not that we won, but in, in the fashion that they did win. Um you know, everybody kind of had a great game. We kind of locked down Sheepway. Um, Miller got off slow. Uh, but, you know, I, I think overall, I mean, I, everybody should be shocked. I mean, there wasn't a, a, any indication that Alabama was actually going to win by that much. Brandon ended up scoring 19. Um, Sears had a great game as well. I'm trying to find a little bit in the, you know. I mean, we, we literally the, took Oscar Sheeway out of the game. Absolutely. It's the definition of taking somebody out of the game. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he had 4.6 rebounds. That that I do know. Um, the only person who really played well was, well, two people. Antonio Reeves, he had about 20 points. And then uh, Xavier Wheeler had 15. So, I mean, you know, but past those guys, Kentucky played horrible. Were, were we the first team for, I don't know, how many since how long that uh we had a player that out rebound Oscar Shibwe? Yeah, if not first one of the few. So I mean, I, like, I can definitely tell you that it was a rare occurrence. I know in the broadcast they said something that he hasn't that he hasn't had somebody out rebound him for since like twenty nineteen something like that, twenty twenty. Something yeah, and that wouldn't and that would not shock me. No, it would not. He's amazing. He's amazing. Yeah, I mean, and we say that today. They had a bad night again last night, but they're they're in some weird kind of slump, and I'm just glad that we kind of caught him on it. I'm so glad we caught him on that. Was that was such a fun game just to sit at home and watch. I mean, obviously, I would have liked to got to be able to go to that game, but it's still such a fun game to watch. I mean, we killed Kentucky and Kentucky right now they won I don't think they won one SEC game they no they have sorry they did beat LSU they did beat LSU they have yeah they, they beat but LSU yeah. but they go they play Kentucky I mean they play Tennessee on Saturday they go on the road to Knoxville I don't think they can win that game Tennessee is a really good team yeah, Tennessee's very good, and they're definitely a game that I've circled on on our list just as Alabama. Um, we've got a tough stretch coming up, too. We have Arkansas tonight, which is going to be very tough. Mm-hmm. Um, we were talking before we got on here. Alabama is a one-point underdog in this game. Um, 
you know, but that's going to be a very tough test. And then Saturday, even though that game's at home, LSU's not really a joke either this year. So they have a very, very big stretch. I'm interested to see it. I can't believe they're, um, you know, undefeated in conference play. Do they stay like that? That I don't know. But I can tell you that tonight should be a very good game. And Arkansas is number 15, too. So, I mean, you're looking at another top 25 matchup, another quad one game for Alabama. And Saturday should be the same. And this game also has some recruiting implications of the fact that I think recently both Alabama and Arkansas made uh, Trent Flowers, who's a top 25 prospect in 2024. They made his top five and made LeBron Fillin's final cut. Both of them did. So, Obviously, the winner of this game is not going to decide who's going to get the recruits between those two because obviously, obviously there are other teams involved, and that's not the only factor. But it could very easily sway recruit just the tiniest bit to one side, depending on how the game goes. Yeah, absolutely, and 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 I think, but for the most part, I think that they are they are exactly where they want to be on the recruiting trail, mm-hmm. not just on the court, obviously off the court as well. I mean, they have just done. We cannot say enough good things about Alabama this year. No, you can't. I mean, like they've just. I said it a while ago. I've I've always been a really big believer in this team. I thought they could be special coming into the year, but I think. Now, after 14 games, this is a really special, like an insanely special team for, well, A, what we've had in the past, and B, just in general and kind of just across college basketball, this is a really good squad. And I'm, this team just has me excited. I mean, this team, this team is so much better than last year's team. That's, that's not an understatement. Oh, absolutely. And, and tonight should be an interesting game. Um, you know, the key player that we have to shut down tonight is obviously Ricky Council. Mm-hmm. Um, he's good. I mean, you know, he's a guy who averages, like Brandon Miller, he's a guy who averages around 20 points a game. Um, rebounds, not so much, but, I mean, he's he's more or less, he's the point scorer, and, and that's who you have to – you have to lock up tonight. And 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 I'm thinking that, you know, guys like Betty Ako or Clowney, I mean, I, I'm really thinking that they can lock him up tonight. I think tonight's going to be a very good game. And overall, it's a good road test to have for Alabama. It's very good. It's obviously really, really fun when everybody else is doing their part in the SEC and, and are good too. Arkansas, LSU, Kentucky, Mississippi's. I mean, it should be a good game. They've got to stop council. Brandon's still averaging 20 points. Um, you know, I mean, I, I think tonight should be good. I think Alabama should win this game. I think we should win this game. Um, I I think I feel very confident. I just it just it feels like this team is going to be real. I feel like especially after Gonzaga, we're go. It's just going to be a really tough team to beat. And yes, it may be my very big bias towards this team, which is a very big thing. I'm very biased towards Alabama. But at the same time, this team is still ridiculously good. But my, my you know, my bias 
I should still being biased, but it's not wrong per se. Um, I don't know. I just this is just a really good team. I mean, I can't can't really say more. Than this is just a damn good team. Yeah, and and you know what? Tonight Alabama outdoes them on the stats as uh-huh. well going into the game. So on paper, Alabama, even though they're a one point underdog. So I guess we would be talking neutral site here. Alabama should go out and win this game. They average, I mean, you know, you're averaging 83 points to Arkansas 76. Um, scored against, teams are scoring 70 points against Alabama. They are scoring 70 or 63 against Arkansas. So I guess that would give them the advantage on that end. But, you know, not that big of a of a difference between the two. Um, Alabama shooting 71% from the free throw line, which is awesome. They're out-rebounding Arkansas by an average of about 10 rebounds a game. They're getting more assists. They're not getting as many steals. They're getting more blocks. And, you know, I, I, the turnovers are going to be kind of – a big thing to look at tonight, but I think if Alabama can keep those down, that would be the only concern that I have tonight is that especially in the road environment, how do you keep the turnovers down? How do you keep the noise out of your ears when you're on offense? How do you kind of keep yourself composed? And I think if they can answer those questions and also lock down um, – Council, then, then I think that, that that should be the two things they need to look at tonight to figure out. If they can do that, no problems. Uh, I, I think I do agree. I think turnovers – I think if we can keep care of the ball again, I think – how many turnovers do we have against Kentucky? I want to say it was around 10. Um, It was – it was 9. And I believe Ole Miss, we had 9 too. I, I – I'm gonna say if I had a say we had seven. So if we can continue to keep less than double digit turnovers, I think we're set in this game. I, I wouldn't worry about this game. Um th- that's where I think turnovers is if we don't turn over the ball, we're gonna win this game. I feel like that's gonna go for every game that we play for the rest of the year. Is if we don't turn over the ball, we're gonna win. And obviously that's Every game, but I think if you apply it to team skills and actual teams, then if we, if we don't, if we keep turnovers to a minimum, we're going to win. While we're able to force turnovers and play great defense, I think, I think that's a, that's the key to victory for my, in my opinion. Yeah. I also think a good key to victory is Alabama has to continue their pace. They yeah. scored 20 or 21 points against Kentucky, which, I mean, they ended up winning 78-52, but you take away 20 of those, you know, you take away all 20, or you even take away half, and it's, you know, it's a decent chunk of what they had. I mean, they scored 20 points on fast break, and Alabama should try to hold on to something like that tonight, too, because that that's a huge swing in their favor points on fast breaks are huge for Alabama while everybody's trying to slow it down call plays Alabama has figured out that they just have to do the opposite to compete with these guys that are like Kentucky obviously Kentucky's on a little bit of a down year this year but typically 
like a Kentucky or like an Arkansas or Tennessee or LSU or who we're going to see soon. Um, they have to be fast. They have to continue to be fast. They've, they've established this brand of basketball that's so different, and they, they just have to keep playing it to be successful. I, I agree. I do think one of the misconceptions about Nate Oates and his coaching style is that he doesn't run any sets, he doesn't run any plays. He does. If you, if you, I'm not saying you said that, but I'm saying I've seen many people on Twitter saying Nate Oates doesn't do this, doesn't do that. Um, and I, 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 we agree that he struggles with situational timeouts and inbounds plays. But if that's your issue with the coach, that's that's completely fine. But plays when you're in half court, I mean, like he he completely exposed the the Naismith Player of the Year, National Player of the Year, the college basketball version of the Heisman. He completely exposed him last Saturday. He, oh, absolutely. I mean, him and that staff is so good at scouting and looking and just knowing how to the team. And I've just seen so, I've seen so many people on Twitter bash Nados for that. And he is not one of those guys. He does let the players play, but he also draws up sets and he, that's how he wins. I mean, that's one reason why we win a bunch of games. Um, Yeah. I mean, that's just, I think, I just think Nados is a great coach. I'm, I'm such a I'm a big fan of him. I think most Alabama fans should be now. I think we should build him the arena, but that's a different conversation for a different time right now. <laughs> yeah, and, and and that arena was supposed to be done at like the end of the year, and now I think I saw that they are starting a group um, at the beginning of, or they're starting a group to build it this spring. So I mean, we keep pushing that back too. Yeah, we'll see. I I think, I think, I think if we want him to stay, we just got we gotta give him the new arena and the new contract, um, because he could go to Texas. I'm not saying that's a possible. I think it's gonna be Cal actually. I mean, it's be John Cal Perry, but it's still a possibility. And I think, and we'll see. I think I think that it's also perfectly. I think he's very happy here. So, yeah, I, I I would not be concerned about here's the thing, and it's tough to explain this to even people who are from Texas, and that is that Alabama and Texas, even when it boils down to money, Texas does have more money flowing in than Alabama. However, at some point, a lot of money is just a lot of money. And those two schools basically compete in the same realm. Basketball is going to play second fiddle to football. They have the money to really pay you whatever you could even ask. Um, the only way that Nate Oates really leaves Alabama, in my personal opinion, would be Kentucky, but I don't think he makes that move within the conference um, or, or a blue blood, like if a Kansas opens up or not a mid-tier blue blood, a, a top tier one, if a Kansas opens up, if a Duke or a North Carolina opens up, um, Texas is, is a, none of my concern. I, I would not even concern myself with the fact that Nate Oates would be able to go there or would, would be wanting to go there. Obviously, He's going to be on their list. We're not really used to seeing that 
at Alabama. I mean, people want Saban, but I mean, you know, Saban's not going anywhere. He's created his deal, and Alabama's typically a stepping stone program for coaches in basketball. But, you know, we haven't gotten lucky enough to have a guy, you know, haven't been lucky enough to be good for somebody to come poach us. We usually just fire somebody before they get the chance to, you know, do much of anything else. So, but but I wouldn't be concerned about a school like Texas coming to get NATO. I'm obviously they're gonna come after him. I don't think he's gonna leave, but I I do think we gotta build up a stadium or whatever. But I it's we'll see how it plays out. But I think I think he's gonna stay. I doubt that he's gonna leave, but. I if I was Texas, I I do agree with uh who said was it, who said on the broad on the cat on the broadcast Saturday was it. It was I think it was I can't remember who was on the call, but one of the one of the commentators said if they were Texas, the first phone call they're making is to NATO, and I agree with that. I think that's the most realistic option, but I don't think it's gonna happen. I know those two statements contradict each other, but I don't think it's gonna happen. And I think NATO is going to stay here. I think he's building something special here. And I, I'm just, I don't know. I'm so happy that we're like a really good team. I'm so happy. <laughs> yeah. And here's the thing you know, we're, we're high on the hog, we're in heaven. Um, everybody who's followed Alabama basketball, even remotely religiously, for the last, However long, you know, we've followed him my whole life. And I, I can promise you this. I'm more happy this basketball season than I ever have been with another basketball season. But going back into a mental standpoint with Blue Bloods, who were the guys who I would say would look at a guy like Nate Oates, you know, Kentucky expects this stuff every year. You know, they expect to be number four. They're not, they're not, you know, privileged to be number four. Like we're so happy. Nate doesn't have to win another game this year. He's done everything we could have thought of. These teams expect it. So there's also that thing too. I mean, with with the more money comes the mental responsibilities of, you know, four's not good enough you have to finish in the final four you have to win championships you can't just be ranked so high and then not do anything with it because that's all they're paying for the blue bloods are just paying for march exactly yeah i mean that's again you're exactly right at the end of the day if you start off if you go into conference play the best team in the country you drop half your conference games you might not even make it to the tournament depending on your depending on your out of conference schedule. I mean, that is I agree. It's that is the key is finishing in any sport. I mean, you can be the seventh seed in the NFL, and you can you know. Well, Alabama's the same way in football. Not not to interrupt you, but Alabama's the same way in football. I was excited, but I mean, let let's be realistic here. I mean, I'm picking on those other fan bases. I'll even pick on ours. A lot of sour people this year for going 10 and 2, winning the 11th game, and it being a New Year's Six Bowl and the Sugar Bowl. Exactly. That's a lot my... of sour people. Just because we, I do, I agree. The game fell, the game did fall short of expectations. I mean, the game, sorry, the season did fall short of expectations. We, 
come we're coming into the year we're expecting a national championship and we didn't but it was still a good season regardless you know even if without expectations it was a it's a season that what so we were we finished what do we finish we were like we finished fifth in the country yeah we finished number five 125 i mean like 125 127 whatever you know programs would have wished for you know i mean we had that finish that 90 percent of the other programs in the country boy would like yeah which is a great yeah which is great and i'm not picking on you because i you know i'm picking on myself too you know because i'm thinking to myself just like you're thinking all right fine 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 whatever great season but next year let's win another let's let's win a title next year we we can fix this let's work out the kinks get it for next year you know if you flip that even with a kentucky football scenario if they won if they had the season that alabama had this year mm-hmm. they wouldn't even be concerned with next year's football team they'd be excited they'd be more people buying tickets there'd be more people buying tickets but you know, it's like Kentucky football is exactly like Alabama basketball, but with that mindset. Yeah, I agree. It's it's the same thing, just opposite sports. Yeah, and, and that's why I think that Nate doesn't – it's a lateral move if he moves to lateral. another school that has the second fiddle. And the only thing that I think would be an improvement at Texas would be – the money yeah it would be the money, it would be the money and they got a newer stadium that's it though i mean if you feel like you're yeah, building now, something special at a school you stay at that school yeah well yeah now alabama's got a a new stadium coming and not that this is a finance podcast but you know the less money he's making in Tuscaloosa is going a lot further than the more money he would be making in austin so Yes. You know, that kind of washes out as well. Yeah, I just, I think I'm pretty confident he's going to stay here. And that's a good thing. I don't want him to leave. I would not be happy if he left. Um, no, I never want to leave. But I, I never hope he leaves. I, I never hope he leaves. But going back on, not back on track, but going back to the game tonight, this is a really interesting stat. I want to hear your thoughts on it. So, Arkansas all season has not been able to score outside the paint. 56.5% of their points, or no, attempts, sorry, have been at the rim. And they've shot 28% from behind the arc. And we're ranked third in the country at protecting the rim. So, obviously, something has to give out, whether it's Arkansas not able to score at the rim or we're not able to defend the rim. Something has to give out. What are your thoughts on it? Well, I think what gives is something simple like, you know, does Alabama keep their hands up on defense? You know, the, the fouls are going to be the the telltale sign of what ends up happening because Alabama guards the rim very well. But like you said, a team that just attacks, 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 and if Alabama can stay out of foul trouble – then I think it'll end up being no problem for Alabama. I think defensively, we might be better than them offensively. Um, I to outweigh it. If you if, but, if you count Ken Palm as facts, <laughs> that if you if you if we're talking Ken Palm in a sense, 
our offense is ranked 18th. Their defense, no, our defense is ranked, wait. Our offense is ranked 18th. Their offense is ranked 44th. Our defense is 11th. Their defense is 9th. So, yeah. yes, you're right. Defensively, we are technically better than them offensively. Yeah. Well, and my fiance, who I watch most of the games with, always says, you know, they don't have their hands up. And they, they, they just, if they can figure that out, there would be even less fouls. And I think they'd even be ranked higher defensively. But they're gonna have to. They're gonna have to play smart. My point of that is they're gonna have to play smarter when they get into playing these better teams, because it could go very south very quick for Alabama if you get Bediaco in foul trouble, Clowney in foul trouble, um, Miller takes control of the game. Not that he's a center esque, but you know, he's the go-to guy. So he might just start playing all the positions if it starts going south, and that could push him down even further. Yeah, I I, I agree. Staying out of foul trouble is especially in a game that really will be decided by turnovers and paint and, and the paint. Staying out of foul trouble could help. Obviously, will decide. Staying out of foul trouble could also help decide the game. Whether I mean, like we saw the the Heat, the the Miami Heat last night, they shot forty free throws and made all of them, which is absurd. yeah. How crazy was that? They, I mean, and obviously you're gonna win if you shoot forty free throws and you make all of them. So obviously, I don't think I'm not saying Arkansas is gonna make all of them tonight, but if we do get in foul trouble, they go to line often. I mean, they could make if they make seventy percent of the shots. It's gonna be tough to come back from that, unless we're absolutely on fire from three and they can't score from anywhere else. So, right. I think, um, I think, I think Noah Clowney is gonna have a really big game defensively and offensively. I don't know who they really have to match up with him on defense. They have Jordan Wallace, but Jordan Walsh, but he's gonna be guarding. Um, Brandon Miller all game. Trevor Brazil has been out for a long time now. I don't exactly know how many games he's been out, but he's been out. He has he's only played nine games while Ricky Council, Anthony Black, a bunch of other starters and important players on this team have played fifteen now, which is the amount of games Arkansas has played. So he's been out for six games. He's not going to come back. Same with Nick Smith. So Arkansas does not currently have all their guys. Which we need, we should go ahead and take advantage of that. Obviously, we don't have all of our guys, but we've been playing some really good basketball right now without Namari Burnett and not 100% Don Welch. And frankly, Javon Quinley is just now getting close to being at 100%. He's getting there, but he's not at 100% yet. So these are two teams that are, I guess, banged up. I guess you could say Arkansas is a little more banged up, but that's just something to point out that I don't think they have a guy to defend Noah Clowney. And Noah Clowney can, is a he's a great stretch four. He can finish at the rim. He can shoot the three. He can defend the paint. He he's just I mean I love Noah Clowney. He's he's my favorite player on this team, but I think he's gonna have a really big night. Yeah, I, I think he'll be a big factor in bridging into, I guess the final segment. Not that we're wrapping up, but the you know the other game this week. LSU Clowney should do well in that game too. I think you know Alabama out rebounds. Um, 
out rebounds LSU by 13 rebounds a game. Um, they score just about the same field goals. LSU also really only scores 69 points a game. So, I mean, I, you know, Alabama outscores LSU. Alabama shoots a little bit better free throws than LSU. They out-rebound them by a ton, which is where Clowney comes in. Clowney also comes in, and they get them out on assists, too, and blocks. So, I mean, I think that'll be a good game for him to come out of his shell as well um, against a team like LSU. But LSU's hot. K.J. Williams is doing well. He's averaging about 19 points a game. Um, you know, they're, they're, they're doing LSU's playing really well. Um, Williams is good. Justice Hill is good, but I also think Alabama is going to win that game too. Yeah. I think I just, we're going to win all of them. What do you mean? We're going to win all of them. <laughs> <There's no doubt. laughs> yeah. If, if <laughs> Alabama loses a game this week, they're going to lose tonight. They're, they're not going to yeah. lose on my my opinion is they're not going to lose Saturday. They could lose tonight, but I think they do. I think they do win. Um, typically, I, I'm told I'm a very pessimistic Alabama fan, so you, you will eventually get me to rag on them, and will eventually get me to tell you um, the games that I think we will lose. But I currently, right now, and maybe it's because I'm just looking at it game by game, I, I just don't see one just yet. I, I think they're going to lose at Tennessee. Um, and that's just a game off the off my top of my head that I think they'll lose. But uh, I, I don't know another one off the top of my head. I mean, it would just come down to a game by game thing. But I think Alabama, especially coming off the high of this week, they're just on a roll, and it's just so hard to stop a team when they're on a roll. Yeah, it's it's uh, yeah. Um, I think with the away factor this game, which obviously we see in the spread, I think I can't remember who like made the home court advantage. I think it. I think I said saw somebody that says it usually swings four points. So, I mean, that might have been just football. Let's just say four points. I don't know, but I think, I think the Houston game is a really good, um, example of this team does not let crowd affect them, in a sense where we were down how much we were down by a bunch in that game at one point, like almost twenty. I think I want to say it was pretty close to twenty. If oh yeah. Not if you know, maybe like 15 20 around in that area of points. I'm not exactly sure that I mean, like, and to like be down by fifth by double digit points to the number one team on the road and one of the toughest home crowds in the nation, and to come back and win by six is incredible. And I think that they will continue to keep showing that. They can go win in these hostile environments, and that's such a key thing to see out of so many, you know, out of your team. Which will they crack under pressure on the road? And we're the team in the SEC now, where if we go on the road, it's gonna be. I mean, like Arkansas has new jerseys for tonight. I mean, they're um, they're very crisp jerseys. I 
love those jerseys. They are very nice jerseys. But I mean, they're pulling out new jerseys. They have, you know, I mean, I bet I think, um, I mean, Mississippi State sold out the stadium for the first time in a long time. I'm pretty sure. So. I think, in a sense, this team doesn't get phased by crowd noise, and obviously they will a little bit. They are a team that is starting three freshmen as of right now, but I don't think it's going to affect them in a sense where crowd like they will lose away games because technically we haven't lost an away game. We've lost two neutral side games, technically. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, absolutely. They have... The, both the games that they have lost this year are neutral side games. That's not to say that they can't lose a a road game, but that that says a lot about how they've also played at home and how they have played against these teams on the road. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thanksgiving week, yeah, they they lost the game early. Um, Gonzaga, basically a home game. I know they blow that, that one too, but. You know, they've just done so well. I'm more impressed with the home record, to be honest. I, I don't know if you're more impressed with the road record. I'm more impressed with the home record. Yeah, because that just I feel like that I feel like they outshine themselves on the road usually and at home they just well, they just don't. Well, also I also feel like usually we um I feel like usually on I feel like usually like South Dakota State game a year last year. That's a game we would have lost. I mean, I was I was covering yeah. the game. And I was like, "Are we really gonna lose?" Like, I really thought we were about to lose that game, and we didn't. And I think that's something that a bunch of teams a few years ago. I think I think a bunch of teams, like every team, in the past X amount of years, besides a few, um, would have lost that game. Especially last year's team, they would have lost that game. They didn't. I think this team is. I think this team's just really resilient too. I think, I mean, we saw we saw them. They're still diving on the floor when they're up thirty against Kentucky. So I I love this team just for that, honestly. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I I think they have just yeah, I I love them. I mean, I have zero complaints. Yeah, I mean, I the way they played no, or the way that I think they will play. Yeah, I'm on. So this was the fifth episode of Behind the Arc. Uh, we we will be back next week on Monday. Now, I if I believe, and we will yes. we will be back. Uh, we will go over tonight's game and Saturday's game and preview the next game, which I'm currently not sure who that is. But we're almost we're very much almost at a time. Roll Tide beat Arkansas, I guess. <laughs>